I just, I want to say this is probably uh, an Easter like no other, you know. Welcome to Easter Sunday 2020 here at LRBC. Uh, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in the room besides myself. Packed house today. But probably more people than, than would normally see on even on an Easter Sunday are connected with us this morning through that little iPhone that's in front of me, right? We're having church together. We're in we're in your living room. We're in uh, wherever you're viewing. We're there with you. You're here with us, you know. And uh, it's really important that we keep this going. And I, I keep hearing people say that this is an Easter like no other. And I suppose at one level. Uh, that's true. I mean, certainly all of the Easter trappings we're used to have been removed. I mean, no special Easter lily decorated Sunday service. No special prizes for the kids upstairs at Sunday school. No family photo shoot, right? I mean, take your cell phone out and take a picture of your wife, guys. Right? Do your Easter photo shoot this year. Put it on, on the screen of your phone, right? Make something out of the day, right? No family gatherings, no Easter egg hunts, and uh, no special Easter clothes. I think even the Easter Bunny is in hiding, as I've seen uh, some survivalist postings on Facebook on how to cook squirrel and rabbit in case you can't get meat anymore at Shaw's Market. <laughs> so, hey, what the heck, right? <laughs> the atmosphere is different also. Because of our inability to gather, we somehow have put aside the spirit of anticipation and celebration and have adopted a sense of disappointment. You know, I've seen a number of posts this, this past week of people just saying how disappointed they are they can't gather for Easter Sunday, you know. And we adopt that disappointment. It becomes part of how we're expressing this Easter season. I, I want to say, you know, get past that. He's still risen hasn't changed a thing. Even some of us have, have fear as the motivation for our Easter plans, you know, all of the things you're not doing out of fear. But the truth be known, this is not foreign to the church. In fact, we find these very conditions at play at the origins of what we have come to call Easter Sunday. Let me read uh, John the Beloved Apostle's account of the first Easter Sunday from early morning to the evening. This is uh, found in your Bibles in John chapter 20, beginning right in verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark. And she saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. 
Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, I could even say for fear of the virus, right? Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. First thing I want to take note of is the fact that this whole story is bookended by a particular title. John, right at the start of this day, calls it the first day of the week, which is, in and of itself, of no significance. I mean, John started the day just another Sunday. Not significant to the Jewish mindset, the day after the Sabbath. A back-to-work kind of day. It only becomes significant as the day unfolds, and John, once again, at the end of this particular Sunday, bookends it with the same phrase, the first day of the week. But it is what these bookends sandwich between them that makes this statement so significant so powerful and transformative. Have you ever wondered why it was Mary and not Peter and John that got the first post-resurrection encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ? I certainly have. And it came to me that it was contingent upon the why question. Why were Peter and John at the tomb in the garden? Mary had told them Jesus' body is gone. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, was her declaration, and Peter and John went to see what was missing. To confirm that he had been taken, that he really was gone from them, stolen from their lives and their hopes. They saw the empty tomb and expected, accepted the sad fact, he's gone. And they went back to their place. Isn't it interesting that in spiritual matters, you will most often find what you are looking for? But Mary was looking for something different. Look at her response when questioned by the angels why she was weeping. 
They have taken my Lord. Now check out this verse. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary, but Mary stood weeping. They were all at the same place intellectually. They didn't get the resurrection as it applied to what was happening at this time in their lives. And that was enough to turn Peter and John around. But Mary, but Mary, Mary stood, Mary wept, Mary looked, Mary inquired, not knowing, did not deter her heart, but allowed her spirit to seek deeper, to linger longer, and to not only discover what she was looking for, but to find what was being revealed by the power of the resurrection. You see, it was the first day of the week, and the old had been left in the empty tomb while the new was emerging on the scene. And day one, day one, God is back in the garden. Whom are you seeking? Not what, but who? He was reading her heart just like David talked about in Psalm 18. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to, according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him and I kept myself from guilt. So the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Now listen to this. With the merciful, David is talking to the Lord, with the merciful you will show yourself how merciful. With the blameless man you show yourself blameless. With the purified you show yourself pure. And with the crooked you make yourself seem tortuous. Wow. For you have a humble people but the haughty eyes you bring down, for it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. You see, you will find what you're looking for. If you're looking for emptiness, you'll find emptiness. If you're looking for purpose, you'll find purpose. If you're looking for grace, you'll find grace. If you need mercy and you look for it, if you seek it with all your heart, he says, I will be found by you. You'll find what you're looking for. It had been a long, painful time since the Lord last walked in the garden to find the one he loved and to call him by name. And the last time was disastrous. Adam, Adam, where are you? Hiding and ashamed, full of fear of the very presence he once lovingly embraced fallen to sin, expelled from the garden, and humanity began its slippery slope toward the cross of Christ. But this is the first day of the week. The lamb is slain, the blood is poured out, powers are vanquished, and the living God is walking in his garden again and picks up where he left off. Mary! And listen to her message to the disciples now. I have seen the Lord. 
I found what I was looking for. She saw what she was looking for, she found what she was longing for, and she proclaimed what her heart knew to be true. And as she does, he beckons, he beckons to her call on the evening of that day, of that day, the first day of the week. The doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. And listen, you're, you're locked down, you're locked down in your homes, you know, there's fear in the air. It doesn't matter to him. You can be locked in. He's coming to you. What are you looking for? Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. The first day of the week and the first fruits of eternal life has sprung up to begin the inbreaking of the new kingdom of God planned for humanity through the resurrected Christ. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and now dwelling in these living temples, you and I, these living temples called the church and the bride of Christ. And I want to sing a hallelujah today in the presence of my, of our enemy. I want to say hallelujah. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Listen, Jesus didn't come to a flower fragrance, joy-filled worship, so congregation of flag-waving, dancing and singing saints. No, he stepped into the middle of their fear and confusion, their mixed-message world of crushed hopes and lonely despair, and brought them heaven's best, peace, shalom from the Prince of Peace. The kingdom had come, and it was the first day of a whole new week, a whole new age, a whole new hope. All around us can change our situation, our circumstances, but one thing remains the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He is Savior of the world. And if you don't know Jesus in this way, maybe you know about him or heard of him, but you have never invited him into the gardens of your life, would you pray with me right now, in your homes, in your living rooms, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, would you pray this prayer with me right now, and, and he will bring his healing peace. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, in my time of confusion, in my time of loneliness, in my time of despair, whatever your situation is, just speak it out in your time of whatever that is, just speak it out as part of this prayer. Would you come? Would you come as my Savior today? Would you come and take up residence in my heart? I bow the knee and ask you to be my Lord. I speak your name, Lord Jesus, and ask you to be uh, the king of my life. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and bring the peace that surpasses all understanding. Save my soul. Release me from the burden of fear and drive my enemies far from me. Show yourself merciful. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to ask you today, if you're viewing, and this is the first time you've ever prayed this prayer, would you just make a comment in the remarks column? 
Just say, yes, I prayed that prayer today. would like an opportunity to continue to pray for you. And perhaps, you know, in the future when this whole mandate is lifted, we can get together and talk a little more about this. So let me close by reading the rest of this upper room scene in John 20, 19 through 22. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I want to say to you who are watching today, receive the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. God is not put off by cameras and distance. Right. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead wants to dwell in you. So receive the Holy Spirit today in Jesus' name. Well, happy Easter. Happy first day of the week, and I pray that the Lord bless you and fill you afresh and anew with his own Holy Spirit to empower you to live for Christ in a manner that will glorify God and enrich the lives of others around you. Remember, he is risen. He is risen indeed. God bless you, and thank you.